Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. A horse! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. So you paid for a long trial here, or was this a free? I, I, free? I didn't. Free I didn't for pay three for months. Anything. Yeah, free what for kind three of months. deal is that? Good deal, I guess. Except so. no garden hose, mm. and keep those tulips dry. I don't need it's any. It's springtime. No, nope, I don't need the any. The tulips need to be watered. <laughs> I don't think they take do. out the hose. Have you and water the tulips? Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted. Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir. Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoop back. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a big show. Big show. Big show. Bone of Education coming up. What are we learning about today? Today we are learning about the history of bread. Believe it or not, you and I, we very much enjoy bread. And so we are going to talk about how it came to be. Believe it or not, there's some new evidence that bread is even older than we thought. Oh, all right. So we'll talk all about it coming up. Kevin Burkhart will not listen. Tuned well, out. Yeah, I'm going to guess there. I mean, I don't know, but there probably weren't a lot of people who were electively gluten free back in the day when this was one of the staples of almost everyone's diet. I don't know. Then those people died. No, electively, I'm they saying. No, right. They had nothing to eat then. Right. Yeah, you would have probably gotten over that very quick and said, well, it's not my favorite, but going to eat it. Would you rather. In the five o'clock hour, start sending in your would you rather tweets at man and bone nine seven one. If I don't sound like myself, it's because I'm ready to vomit, poop, and pass out all at the same time. That would be a bad combo. Don't do that. Like all at once? That's not good. You know, one of the things that we tell ourselves or society tells us is that when we get older, we get smarter. I, I'm, I'm telling you that is not the case with me. All right. I acted like a 12 year old today, a 12 year old whose parents said all the candy you want and you just eat and eat and eat until you puke. I am 42 years old Mm. and sometimes I act like I've never seen food and I'm never going to have it again. All right. I walked in. I had lunch before I came in today. I ate a big lunch. I had lunch. I walked in. Ten pizzas have been delivered here now. Do I, like a normal person, say, oh, I already had lunch, but you know what? I'll have one piece of pizza because it was delivered here, and I don't want to be rude, and then call it a day. Did I do that? No. No. I walked in after having a big lunch and had nine pieces of pizza. Nine! (laughs) Every time I got up from my chair to get something from the copy machine or take a piss, I would just grab another piece of pizza like I was taking a sip of water. And now I feel like I'm going to die. I am sweating right now. I am sweating. I hope when you went to use the bathroom, you did that first, washed your hands you thoroughly, I and did. then got your pizza, as opposed to eating a pizza in there while you were like one-handing doing everything else. I don't know what's going on. But it's only when you feel this way that you really start to evaluate your life. And I'm telling you right now, 
even though I feel terrible right now, nothing will change. Because I'm stupid. Nothing will change. Oh, I know. I've I've had my stupid moments where I've eaten more than I need to, right? Because everybody's done that. And it, it is something that is not fun. But in the moment, to do it right before you go on and do a three-hour radio show, no, that's... it's dumb. I, if my mother-in-law ate nine pieces of pizza at one time, yeah. she would die. <laughs> she would drop dead and die. Why do die you say that? Because Why she's, she... well, she's a very tiny eater. Very oh, small food intimidates her. Okay, you know we we joke about it because she's the type of person who says, "Your father-in-law and I went to a taco food truck. I had a taco, and it was so big, I split it with the neighbor lady." <laughs> We're talking about like a food a taco, truck taco, a food truck which taco. Max is two bites. Right, Max. Yeah. I mean, you can probably shove the whole thing in your mouth in one it bite was if you're so big. I shared it with another neighbor lady who weighs four pounds, and we both threw up in each other's mouths. <laughs> That's her. If she you're, had nine pieces of pizza, she'd die. Yeah, I know, but I should. I should. There should be a happy medium. There is between one taco and nine pieces of pizza after you have lunch. Yeah. Well, we have we have a lot of people who are all trying to figure it out around here, right? Because you know Matt Hayes, who is in really good shape. I hate him. Matty Ice is not trying to put on any extra LBs. And he he goes to the gym, he works out, he does what he needs to do. But he also, he is the king of broccoli around here. Yeah, he was having it today. There's a giant, there's always in our fridge, every day I think he replenishes it, brings it back in, a giant glassware dish with the Tupperware lid where he will then have a bunch of broccoli in there. And every break he comes out, takes two or three pieces out, microwaves them, Eats them, goes back in, does another segment, comes back out, eats more broccoli, does a radio show, does this for three hours. By the end, all the broccoli's gone. I don't know what else he eats, but I think that's all he eats throughout the week. Then on the weekends, he eats like a normal human. Well, I've never seen him eat like a normal human. We had all this pizza today. He would walk past it and smell it. Yeah, he opened and that the was box it. and smelled, smelled and then, it. Smelled yeah. it, popped one, and then ate some more broccoli. Did he? Act, he ate a piece, though. He did, he did? eventually. I, I thought, did. I did not I thought see he it. gave in and ate one I piece. I did not see it. Okay, I thought I had heard him saying he he was going to try one because you mentioned something to him about the buffalo pizza, and the buffalo pizza was delicious. Mm. That was the one to go with of all those pizzas, which were good. That buffalo pizza was real nice. Mm. I'm not grunting because I want more pizza. I'm grunting because just the thought of eating more pizza makes me want to die. Well, you've said before. You don't have full or no, satisfied. I, I, have, I have vomit. I have throw you up. Have, <laughs> eat until vomiting. I have, I have ravenously hungry mm, yeah. and then vomit sick. That's I right. have no full. Wow. But, but I thought as I got older, I would change. That I would learn some lessons. That I would acquire moderation through experience. Well, I think, and I mean, I don't mean to get too life coaching on you here, but I think that's on you. Of right? course it's on me. No, I mean like... Who else am I blaming You're here? not blaming. I'm saying like you're acting in a passive voice here of like, I thought it would just happen. It's like, well, no, you got to you gotta make it happen. No, well, I yes, I thought it would happen because I would feel like this enough times. I'd be like, well, I'm never going to do that again until you wait an hour from now. There's more pizza out there. I'm probably going to go out there and have another piece. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to... Because I'm stupid. We haven't even gotten to the main part of this whole story, which is sticker Brad Oh, it's today. stupid. We stupid got- Brad. We had, we had a big like company wide 
Zoom call. We're all on it. We're all talking about like this is going on and that's happening. What's happening with this? What's had, in the bag? Yeah. And we heard about every single thing happening at the radio station and, and very good. I appreciate management being, you know, transparent, letting us hear what's going on. Very nice of them. And then the end of that happens. Sticker Brad is on this call. A few minutes later, I see Marco, who runs, you know, this side of the biz- of the building, the radio station side. He comes in with a just like a comical amount of pizza. Ten pizzas. Ten like plus a huge thing of fried chicken and potato wedges right and so he he's he comes in and he's like i got all this pizza apparently it was delivered and we said well what happened and he said he got a message from sticker brad that said it's it's there's a pizza drop today thanks for giving us five minutes notice (laughs) brad was uh brad was working remote today so he was not here to help us with the pizza in fact i think because of this thing happening and there being a zoom call i think almost the entire office was like oh zoom call well, I don't need to go in. And they were all at home. So there were like four people here to eat 10 pizzas. And let me tell you something. We did a damn we, good we job. We put a dent in it. We did a damn good job. I mean, Teddy has not had a shirt on since at least one thirty. How many pieces of pizza did you have, Teddy? I had six. <laughs> six. And let me tell you something. Ted is the, the ultimate in terms of... if. It says 12 serving sizes on a bag of chips. He gets 12 servings out of that. Right. It's going to take him 12 days to eat that bag of chips. Yeah. So for Oof. you to have six pieces six of piece pizza, of pizza. that's an achievement. How are you feeling? I feel very full. And, and I usually don't eat that much for lunch to begin with. Usually in the evening is when I eat a bigger meal. But I had quite a bit of pizza there for lunch, and I am stuffed. Yeah, see, Teddy, that's that's what I did because I brought like a – you know, a lunch that would be a reasonable size lunch. And then I said, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm putting the reasonable size meal at dinner now, and I'm just going to eat all this pizza. Well, that, but that's a smart thing to do. I had the lunch <laughs> and then ate all the pizza. No, but if I, I will tell you, if I had had my lunch and then pizza was here, I don't know if I would have eaten as much as I did. I would have had some pizza. I don't know if I would have eaten nine slices or six slices or 11 slices. I would have had maybe one or two. But I definitely would not have been able to resist the pizza is what I'm saying. So I get. But then once you're in and you start eating the pizza, and you're like, this is really damn good. Mm. Let me try another piece of some other kind. They didn't just bring, by the way, like pepperoni and cheese. And then that's it for all of them. They brought like every box was a different cornucopia of joy. Just jumping out of the box. All kinds of different ideas there in pizza land. And how are we not going to sample at least a few different varieties of this pizza? If I put this microphone down by my bowels right now, you would audibly hear it. You would audibly hear. I, I mean, there are noises going on. It's gurgling. I'm picking it up in my headphones. Are you gurgling? You know that feeling you have where you sit down on the on the on the pot, yeah, and you say to yourself, "Uh oh," because you know you're going to have to birth something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is going to be a thing. Like you got to yeah. get your feet elevated. You need a squatty potty. You need someone to help you with Lamaze breathing. It's going to be that type of pain. That's what you're feeling right now. The the precursors. Yes, to it. I know what's going to happen when I sit on the potty. Mm, that's a bad sign. And I'm sorry, I just used the word potty, but I do have a five year old at home, and that's how that's what that's we call how, it. That's how we talk about it at our house. We have a two and a half year old. I get it. Right. All right. Well, well, you know what, Teddy? I hate to do this to you, buddy, because it's not your something. job description. But you may have to come over here and fan me during the show. Just get a piece of paper what? and fan me. Will it get to a point where a resolution could occur during the show? No, no, maybe, no, no. This oh, is going to probably this be, will be 
tonight. I'll, I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and, and oh, birth a child. Well, it's I not didn't ready. Know if may, yeah, obviously. I it's mean, it takes a while for whatever you ate just this afternoon to work its way through. I think I'm, it's breach. It's breach too. <laughs> it's going to be a hard birth. <laughs> they may have to get the vacuum out. Maybe a C-section. Have you, thought, have you thought of a name yet, or are you just going to wait to see what's, what surprise God has for you there? Okay. Good. Good for you. God. All right. We'll, we'll talk about things that aren't this coming up next. Could you imagine being pregnant? I just want to say that no, as a man. I cannot. I have no concept of how women I, I do am, this for nine months. This is just, my equivalency of pregnancy. You have a pizza baby in your gut, oh. and it is ruining your life. And the lunch I had before had spicy salsa too <laughs> it was spicy yes yeah, so you've got some some spices in the pizza not oh. not hot spices but spices nonetheless dancing around with other spices from a whole nother type of cuisine it's all mixed man, in i know there. what's gonna happen too man it's gonna be like a two-hour birth and i'm gonna just rip a hemi like i'm gonna have a hemorrhoid problem then for two weeks because of this crap that i'm gonna take later <laughs> I've never all right heard the term rip a rip a hemi you got a Hemi in that thing? Oh, Hell yeah, brother. I, I got one. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> rip a Hemi. Okay. I will right, we'll talk about things that aren't this next. Sweating. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the two right lanes of 270 northbound between I-70 and Cemetery Road. Traffic is stop and go from West Broad Street in this area. Emergency crews are on scene blocking all lanes. Traffic is being forced off onto Fishinger Road, and this means that the ramps from I-70 are closed. Please avoid the area. This traffic report is sponsored by New Jersey Division of Travel and Tourism. Boost your mood this spring in New Jersey. Discover parks, forests, and family attractions, distinctive dining, and inspiring art, history, and culture. Book your summer getaway now, too. Go to visitnj.org. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Join Bobby Carpenter and A.J. Hawk at a -a one-of-a-kind bourbon-tasting fundraiser at Brickhouse Blue in Dublin. It all goes down Thursday, April 21st from 6 to 8. And it benefits Life Sports Dublin, which brings sports leadership and life skills to Dublin youth. For more information, visit 971thefan.com. Mm-hmm. You all right over there? Yeah. Jackets beat Montreal last night. Nick Blankenberg, my guy, picked up his first career point. Did you hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> Your stomach is going wild right now, my friend. Uh, Kent Johnson... Played 11 minutes in his debut. Well, good. It was Elvis's birthday, too. Got a nice 5-1 victory. Canadians are awful. You have to beat awful teams. The yeah. Yeah. That was that was a very nice victory to see, and, and I liked the fight from the Jackets all the way, start to finish. They played well. Blankenberg, I liked, came in first or second shift of the game and just knocked someone on their ass. And I Nice to see. Well, I'm you know, the guy is not nearly the highly touted prospect that, you know, his college teammate is who joined him in this debut, right? So he's trying to get out there and make a little bit of a name for himself. 
And I don't blame him, man. You got a you got an opportunity with a big time club to show what you can do. Next year there is a chance you get invited back and get to be a part of this team and go through training camp and all that. So great. Get off to a good start. Show everybody what you can do. I like to see it. And I think he had an assist too, right? Yes. So yeah. that's that's what you're talking about there. Guy going in instantly and making a difference. Good to see. Atlanta Hawks take care of the Shalehane last night. So the Cavs and the Hawks will play for the eighth seed tomorrow night. I did see uh, Miles Bridges, a.k.a. Nash Bridges, mm. my guy, Okay, from the Shalehane, was, uh, was not happy. He threw his mouthpiece at someone who I guess was heckling him. Well, it was... <sighs> I don't know if it was that. I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not sure I, if the video from what I saw. I couldn't tell if he was throwing it at someone or he was just throwing it because he was mad. Because he had a situation where he tried to drive the lane, ball kind of got knocked away. He fell down. He did. There was no foul called. Ball then goes back up the court. He runs back up the court. There's a little bit of an entanglement on the other end. Eventually, uh, one of the the Hawks players attempts a layup and he swats it away and they call it goaltending and then he lost his mind and and went screaming at the refs and said, how's that goaltending and why wasn't this a foul and what are you calling? And then that led to him getting ejected and then on his way out of the, you know, as he's making his way down the tunnel and he's furious, he's screaming, he's, you know, he's mad. He got thrown out of a big game. They're losing by 25, whatever it was at the time. And he threw his mouthpiece. And again, I don't know if he was doing it on purpose or if he if he missed who he was trying to throw it at or if he just threw it because he was angry. Well, it, hit a, it hit a little girl. Yes, it did. It hit. Yes. Not you know, in fairness to him, he came out in the post-game interview and said his behavior was unacceptable. He shouldn't have done that. That's not who he is. And feel sorry, obviously, that his gross mouthpiece hit a little well, girl. Right. I mean, he should. I think that was just, I'm again... Trying to watch the video, they had it slowed down this morning on Sports Center, and they they did the thing where they highlight, you know, if you're looking at like a puck and it's in a scrum, and they'll yeah, like yeah. they'll make everything black and white, and then like a red flashing light on where the puck is. That's what they did with the mouthpiece, and so I don't know. You could you could make a case maybe he was trying to throw it towards the crowd, but he, I really don't think he was trying to throw it at someone. But whatever, well, maybe it doesn't matter. I was his, in his head. He his apologized for over. It. He apologized. What are you gonna do? Well, I, I just, I do want to clarify too, like, I, I don't mind it when a guy in the moment loses their mind. Now, again, not acceptable to take on fans if that's what he was trying to do, but I don't think he was. I think he was just frustrated as hell and threw a He's going to go to their office and boo them. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't know what that's like. At least he didn't come out with that line. Like, I'd like to see you try to uh, come to your place of business, and then you could throw a mouthpiece at me. I don't know what the alternate would be with Baker's reality that he wants to have. I don't know how that would work. Uh, I saw this, too. The Penguins are going to play the Bruins in the 2023 Winter Classic at Fenway Park. This will be January 2nd. In case you're saying, have we seen these guys, these two teams, play outdoor games before? Well, the answer is yes, multiple times. Have we had an outdoor game at Fenway Park before? Well, the answer is yes. You've had one of those two. And I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep bitching and moaning about this, and I don't care whose fault it is at this point. If it's the Blue Jackets because they can't get it done or if it's Ohio State because, you know, they got their heads up their asses over there and they don't want to, 
I don't know. They don't think they can draw 100,000 people or they don't want to disturb their new field turf by digging it up and putting an ice rink in there. Who the hell knows? But I'm so sick and tired of watching the same teams get featured for the same slots every single year and the Blue Jackets, nothing is happening. Not one single game. Look, I understand this is not a playoff team and they were not expected to be any good. Not one single game on real national television this year. Don't give me this Hulu ESPN BS. Yeah. You've never had more games on national television between ESPN and Turner this year. Blue Jackets couldn't get one game on there. They have never had an outdoor game. Obviously, they've never hosted one. They've never been the visitor in one either. I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of being thought of as an afterthought. Well, and what drives me crazy about that is I understand the NHL has a duty to some level to their TV partners to say, hey, we're going to provide you with the marquee matchups for your biggest games. This is what you're paying us all this money for. So, yeah, obviously, I know teams like the Flyers, teams like the Penguins, they have more like a larger history. They have a larger fan base, possibly. I'm going to just say that's probably true. But what I'm getting to is at some point as the NHL, your job is to have every team in the NHL be brought up by the rising tide of popularity. You can't really do that if you spend all your time focusing on like seven teams and especially the ones in Canada that you focus on more than you do similarly sized or larger markets in the U.S. that just aren't traditional hockey markets, right? I mean, that's what's also frustrating is sometimes you get the short end of the stick as the Jackets when a team like Winnipeg might get more national airing and national publicity because they're, you know, a Canadian market and they want to highlight, I don't know, these traditional Canadian markets or something. They shouldn't care about the Canadian I markets. Know, but this they is American do, television. But they get their chances. That's stupid. By the way, speaking of uh, national television, what? Did you see this promo that the NHL on TNT, this promo they ran with Sidney Crosby? It was no. just, it's for this game coming up April 24th. Penguins and Flyers playing each other 4 p.m. Oh, thank they, God we get to see that. Thank yeah, God right. the Flyers get a same, national TV same spot. Same matchup we're talking about, right? They but, suck. Or no, you were, that was a Bruins-Penguins. Sorry. Anyway, All right. this is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. The TNT people managed to misspell both Pittsburgh and Philadelphia in this promo. Right. Like, <laughs> how does that get... I don't even know how that happens, but you know it's how many so dumb. people have to touch this before it gets out? Yeah, how does a that lot. happen? A lot of people have to make that happen. I'm saying, and also, I don't know how there's not a standard practice by this point in television where every team that you're going to put into these marquee matchups and all these teams that are on the schedule for forever, I would think they go through this with 8 million spell checks before they put any of them out. All I'm saying is, it's not as if the product on TNT is so untouchable that we can't dare let the piddly little jackets get in there. By the way, what was the attendance last night at Nationwide? Was it 5,000 people? No. It was a pretty full building last night for a team that ain't going to the playoffs, for a team that... For two teams that aren't going to the playoffs. Right, yes. But for teams that more or less don't have this year anything really riding on this game, and I know the Jackets fans, yes, of course, they come out and support. They are excited about the future of this team. And there are, you know, there's some storylines there. And there's obviously, I'm sure, some Canadians fans who came out as well who wanted to see this. But the idea that the Jackets wouldn't be a draw nationally is a fault of the NHL, right? Yes, it's been a fault of the Jackets as well over the years. But we're now at a point where I think you can say, by and large, 
every team in the NHL has something that you can make appealing. And certainly the Jackets have storylines that you could talk about on a national game. Why they didn't get one of those this year other than on streaming is ridiculous. Yankees announcer John Sterling does it again. My guy. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on 270 northbound at Cemetery Road. An accident still blocking the two right lanes in that area. Emergency crews remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful. Avoid this in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-in bonus. No CDL? Paid training is available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. John Sterling is the radio voice of the New York Yankees. His birthday is on the 4th of July. How old will John Sterling be this year, Bone? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll say I'll say 81. 84. He will be 84 years young. All right. And he had another home run goof. He is known for these. Look, sometimes announcers can get enthusiastic about something. Then the ball winds up being caught. However, John Sterling actually calls the home run and then has to take it back. Uh, This is last night. John Carlos standing at the plate. John Sterling on the call. Here's the 1-0. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught at the wall, caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. So Stanton got close. He sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. Mm. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if you were listening on the radio. You appreciate the... uh you think it did tie the game. Well, right. You're If you're paying attention, you probably must appreciate every so often. You hear John Serling say something, and then you have to go wait. Is that true, or is he going to backtrack off of it? Well, why is that? Maybe because he has a reputation of doing this often. Here's another one. The pitch to Stanton. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's at first base. <laughs> I don't know what yes, you he's saw at wrong, first John, but you said out of the ballpark. Out of the ballpark. I mean, I know maybe he meant like just out of the field of play, but you're making it sound like this thing, a Stantorian home run. Like you're making it sound like it hit orbit 
on the way out. Like, you are, in fact, so wrong on this because you lost sight of it. I wonder, the man has a home run call where he says, it is high, it is far, it is... Like, it's built for you to be able to go, it is caught at the warning track. Oh, my, what a play. Like, it is built for you to have the error. Where it jumps off the bat, you think it's going out, either the wind catches it or you're just dumb. You can't see it. He's Appa- blind. Apparently not, but then wouldn't you just have someone like, I'm not going to say gone until you tap me on the shoulder and it's gone. You would think so. I would There's think- the 2-2 two, two to Alex. Swung on and drilled to deep right center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Over the right center field wall. Oh, it hit and kicked over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that all wrong. I got that all wrong. At the wall, Davis made the catch. Honestly, I didn't think he made it. I thought he gave up on the ball. That's why I thought it was out. So Davis made a catch against the right center field wall, and they were two away. Well, you hit a rope, though. And that's what happens when Dickey gets that knuckleball up, and it just sort of flutters there and stays there. As John was saying, you can hit a lot of home runs off of him. Now here's Cano with you. <laughs> that's my favorite that's part. How, that's how you know. <laughs> that's my favorite that's part. That's how you know the but guys. Anyway, here's Cano with you. You're not going to be in that business very long if you can't just go, oh, well, that was wrong. Anyway. <laughs> they keep bringing him back? Well, I'm saying, if he, if he dwelled on that for more than five seconds, it'd probably ruin him for the rest of the day. He'd probably be awful. And I'm not... He's not an awful broadcaster. You're the, you're the voice of the Yankees. You've done something well in your career. It's not like he's a totally bad broadcaster. It's just the amount of flubs a guy has at that level is a little startling given, like I said, he's the voice of the Yankees and has been for a long time. Now the right-hander is set. It'll be an 0-2 to Roman. And the pitch is foul. Took another breaking ball away. Got a piece to stay alive. Staying alive, staying alive. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, it'll be an 0-2 to Roma. I know that's not a mess up. I just enjoy it. And again, we're just a dumb radio station in Columbus, Ohio that has these cuts. There's probably 20 more of them. Oh, if you actually worked there, the amount of times they've probably had him saying something that was completely inaccurate to what's going on. Call me crazy. I feel like if your job is radio play-by-play, more often than not, you should... Not more often than not, almost always you should get it right on what actually happened on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, there was a uh, special episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with John Sterling and his color partner, Susan Waldman. Okay. Remember that when we did that stupid thing? I barely remember it, but why don't you play? Is this the one where they're reading Actually, sexy? Actually, it's not. Uh, let me, no, they're reading. What was this? this was, are they reading sexy text yes, messages sexy, to each other? Sexy because, text. Wait, sorry. Back up them further. Did we come up with a fever dream where <laughs> I think Bobby the- Flay and Giada De Laurentiis had hot text messages to each other? Because there was, a, there was actually, a rumor that they were they were together. Did we actually? No, we didn't get the text messages. So no. this was just, we we said there were probably our text messages, and then we had other people read the fake text messages that did not I exist. Let's play it anyway. I can't stop thinking about you as I spoon out this locally sourced cream corn into a casserole pan. That's so romantic. I'm pounding out some veal right now, getting ready to lightly saute it in a red wine demi-glace. 
You're making me hot. Almost as hot and creamy as this New England clam chowder I had for lunch. It was packed full of potatoes. Just like I'd like to pack you full of potatoes. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I think I took it too far. I'm wearing nothing but cheesecloth right now. LOL. Sexy. I'm only wearing an oven mitt. I'll be over soon. I have an appearance at a farmer's market this afternoon. I can't wait to get you from that farm to this table. LOL. Is somebody reading sexy food text? Well, if so, Gaffietti wants to put his breadstick in somebody's foie gras right now. All right. How did you get in here? And who the hell are you? I've seen you before. You're the winner, winner, chicken dinner guy. You know it, brother. I hate your face. When we come back, I'm going to teach this broad how to dance. Only on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That is the example of something that only amuses us. And we decide to release it to the masses. Are you aware of the working theory of how humans evolved, like from apes? Do you know what one of the big theories out there is? What? They believe that apes discovered psychedelic mushrooms, chomped on them for a while, saw these crazy visions of rando things, and then, and then started up? like, well, then started being like, hey, maybe we should work together. I'll share this with you because we have a commonality of some I have kind. Not, I've not heard that theory. What I'm saying is... We stumbled onto some mushrooms and then made that. I don't know what that has. You know what else we have? That's not human evolution. I'm just saying that's how psychedelic and ridiculous all that was that you just heard. Uh, We have actual text messages. Remember the actual text messages from Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito. They came out. It probably was around that time where we were just reading text messages because they were coming out about a scandal. And then we started inventing scandals and then... Making fake text messages. But I'm just saying, we also had fake John Sterling and Susan Waldman read oh, real okay. text messages. Okay. Where is Where'd it go? I, did, I don't know. What'd you do with, what'd you do with it? And do anything. It just, oh, here did it is. Some mushrooms? Mm-hmm. How was Brazil? Bad <laughs> everywhere. Ridiculous. Best trip of my life, John. Nice. You have to pay for chicks? Both. Lots of randoms. Lot of hooks. Damn. I bet they were all on point. You back in Florida now? Yeah, where you at? Most beautiful woman I've ever seen. NorCal at Stanford. How's training going? Good, bro. Just been out here grinding. You getting stronger? You couldn't possibly get any weaker. Yeah, getting there. At 317 right now. All right, this goes on for another 32 seconds. That's, Those were the real text messages. <sighs> what a stupid show. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Thanks for listening. It is high. <laughs> this show is high. It is bonged out of its mind. <laughs> uh, it entertains me. At least that did. All right. Good. Hey, Buckeye fans, make your plans for the playoffs. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on East Broad Street west of Taylor Avenue. An accident is causing some backups in that area. Caution is advised as traffic begins to build over here. You'll also find some slowdowns on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground mines near projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Attention, please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Oh. Hey, sometimes we see the news talking about money, but we fail to comprehend how much money we're actually discussing. Here is something involving your friend and mine, Elon Musk. Mm. Elon Musk has offered to buy Twitter for $43 billion. Roughly the same amount could buy any one of the following. I saw this from front office sports. The 10 most valuable NFL teams, the 12 most valuable NBA teams, the 15 most valuable Major League Baseball teams, every NHL franchise or every Major League Soccer franchise. Oh, yeah. for forty. That's what $43 billion will buy you. It's fairly interesting, too, because I, I, don't get me wrong. Twitter has lots of faults and all those things, but you will encounter a person occasionally who's like, oh, are you on the dumb Twitter? What are you doing on Twitter? And it's like, well, Twitter has its flaws and it's stupid. But then that same person will be like, oh, bro, every Saturday, bro, or every Sunday, bro, or every whatever day your sport is, bro, that guy is like camped out, ready to go on all his stuff. And it's like, right, we just, everybody values different things. That's all, right? Because you just pointed out the most valuable NFL team Pales in comparison to what Twitter would sell for, right? I mean, oh yeah, but, by the ten most valuable NFL teams yeah, for I'm one saying, Twitter. But if you asked a lot of people, what's more important? Well, hell, look in baseball. What's more important, the Yankees or Twitter? Twitter is much more important to the global economy than the Yankees are. But there's probably a lot of people who would not be able to understand that if you polled Yankees fans or any any fan base. I'm not singling them out. I'm just saying that's just putting into perspective how crazy this number is we're talking about. Never mind the fact that Elon Musk is probably a supervillain because... No, he's not probably a supervillain. He is a supervillain. Well, let's put it this way. If you want to own the cesspool that is Twitter, then you are a villain. Like, why would you want to be the sole owner of... Why? Why would you want to own it? It's it's nothing but headaches and pain and grief and occasionally funny tweets. Because now he, can, he controls the information now. I know that, but I, that's what I mean. It's like... No sane person, no one of pure thought would be like, you know what I need to do? Let's wade into Twitter and own all of it. And then let's fight. Let's take on You're all correct. the fights that are going to come no with that. Sane no sane person would want to do, do that. that. Only a crazy, evil, supervillain type person would want to do that, and that's Elon Musk. Pack your bags, Buckeye fans, because you're going to the playoffs. I saw the ESPN College Football Power Index has calculated its top 25 teams heading into the 2022 season. Alabama... The computer says is number one, Buckeyes are number two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five, Texas six, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, Pitt is nine, and Auburn is ten. Other Big Ten teams in the top 25, Penn State is 12, Michigan State is 16, Wisconsin is 21, and that is it. We'll take it further, too. Okay. Because I have odds here to... Win the division, win the conference. 
Uh, so, what is win the division off the board? The percentage for the Buckeyes to win the division. By the way, they're a hundred percent to win six games. Okay, a hundred point zero. You know my thoughts. There's no such thing as ninety nine point nine. There's no such thing as zero. Yes, but the computer says a hundred point zero percent. Okay, win the division. The Buckeyes have a seventy nine point seven percent chance. All right, win the conference. Seventy three point six percent chance. Make the playoffs. What was it last year or the year before? It was some ridiculously low number. The Buckeyes had like a 4% chance of making the playoffs, which was laughable. Right. The computer this year says they have an 82.3% chance of making the playoffs. So they have a better chance of making the playoffs than, than winning, winning their division. division. Yes. No, Explain that to me. Winning their division, right. Yes, winning their division, they have a 79.7% chance of doing that. Okay. Making the playoffs, 82.3% chance. Making the national championship game, 50%. Wow. 50-50, pack your bags. Yeah. The computer says you got a 50% chance of the Buckeyes playing in the national championship. Well, far be it for me to know what algorithms the computer came up with to factor all that in. We don't know that. That's a mystery. All we could deduce is that... Deuce? If you're looking at the offense from last year, which largely, now that you're losing two big components in your wide receiver core, for sure, you're losing some of your running back room as well. So I get it. It's not like it's just an easy, the offense will be the same. But No, we still have questions about this defense, too, until we see it in practice. I know, but I think what the, what I think what the calculations are factoring in there, I'm guessing, is that the offense will largely be able to replicate what it has been over the last few years. And, of course, you have your quarterback and head coach still in place on that. And defensively, it is almost statistically impossible for this defense to be worse than last year, and it is likely it will improve significantly. So if those things happen, then, yeah, you got a pretty good chance of doing all those things. Uh, there is no team in the country that has a better chance of making the playoffs than Ohio State. Alabama is at 79.3% making the playoffs. I told you Buckeyes are at 823 other Big Ten teams, uh, Michigan's percentage of winning the division is 9.9%. Win the conference, 7.2%. Make the playoffs, 14.8%. And that is second best in the Big Ten, 14.8% wow. to make the playoffs. All right, so they're assuming Ohio State and Michigan could be both very, very good and then whoever loses that game still has a very good shot at making the playoffs. Penn State has a 3.8% chance of making the playoffs. Michigan State has a 1.8% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, Wisconsin doesn't even have any chance, according to this. Wow. I don't know how that's possible. 0%. 0% chance. Look, man, these are just fun little computer numbers. What do they mean? Nothing. But... Just like it was sort of ridiculous a couple years ago when the computer said the Buckeyes had a 4% chance of well, making yeah, the playoffs. Right, right. This is a little ridiculous, too. They have a better chance of making the playoffs than winning their own division. But it's a fun thing to talk about the Thursday before the spring game. You know what? I think Elon Musk should shut Twitter down sure. in response because he's so angry about it. He'll, he'll buy it for $43 billion buy it for $43 and then billion. just shut it down. Shut it down. That's the ultimate power. Yeah. Bone of Education, coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on East Broad Street west of Taylor Avenue. Things are still backed up in that area. Please be cautious over here. You'll also find some slow traffic on 670 eastbound between 4th Street and I-71. About a five-minute delay. Traffic Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. You just heard the sexy tones of Paul Keels. You will hear more sexy Paul Keels tonight at 6... During the spring game preview show, it is live here on The Fan. Paul gets naked, breaks it all down. <laughs> is that what happens? I yep. didn't know that. Exactly. I always say the broadcast team, Paul Keels, Jim Lachey, they have a tough job when they're calling the spring game because everything that happens good for one side of the football is kind of a negative for the other side. So you always have to kind of go with... Fair enough. Yeah, what a sack. Oh, oh, that's that's Who's also that? Well no, is that I'm John saying, Sterling. Ah, look at his sack. No, wow. I can't what do you mean? You think oh, I, can do a Paul, I can't do a Paul Keels. I'm just saying that's a I I empathize that those guys have a tough job on Saturday where you don't have you don't get too high or too low, right? You want to celebrate what's going on, but also not be like disparaging the other side of the football. Can you imagine I would pay to see it, man. John Sterling can't figure out if a ball goes over a fence. Like, he right. can't figure that out. Can you imagine him trying to broadcast a spring game where both are wearing the same <laughs> uniform? Wait a minute, they're playing for the same team, yet they're trying to tackle each other. Or it's like a third down and five, and the defense gets a stop, and then Ryan Day's just like, all right, do it again. Third and five I again. I guess there's only three downs now. Right. And then it's he, it, it would confuse him completely. We were talking about what $43 billion can buy you in the sports uh, world? A lot. Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter for $43 billion. Sportico has put together a list of the top 10 most valuable U.S. sports franchises. Which franchise do you think is number one on this list? U.S. Uh, I'm trying to think of which. I would guess Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are number two. The Dallas Cowboys, according to Sportico... They are valued at $6.928 billion. Let's call that seven. Okay. So uh, number one on this list, the New York Yankees. All right. $7.01 billion. So it's very close between those two. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say if the Cowboys are for sale, they go for over that. Well, they right. They more I than was, $7 billion. I was trying to figure out between those two and possibly, I don't know, are the Lakers third? No, the Lakers are fifth. Oh. The Lakers are are the third most valuable NBA franchise. Uh, the third team on this list is the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. They have the okay. Knicks valued at $6.12 billion. The Golden State Warriors are ahead of the Lakers on here mm. at $6.02 billion. Then it's the Lakers, a paltry $5.63 billion. 
Then it's the Patriots, 5.35. Red Sox, 5.07. Dodgers, 4.89. Rams, 4.68. And the New York Giants rounds out the top 10, valued at $4.63 billion. Yeah, I always think that it would be at least a half a billion to a billion more if that team went for sale. But if you go in that top three or four, maybe more like two billion over what they're saying. I the bidding on that would be insane, right? If the Yankees came available for sale, don't you think it would be every person that you've ever heard of that's like, well, he might want to buy like Jeff Bezos. He's you know, he's been rumored to want to buy things. You don't think he'd throw his hat in the mix there? Well that's the thing is look you know, the Nationals are going to come for sale, right? Sure. Maybe another team comes for sale. Let's say the A's or the Rays or something like that. And look, that would still be great to own one of those teams. But how often do the New York Yankees of come course. up for sale? To your point, then you would get the richest of the rich. You'd get the guys. richest of the rich, and they would be competing. Yes. And there, and there would be not like public publicly known stuff initially but it would all be behind closed doors of like the number is 10 billion let them know that and then someone else that would get to the other people and say all right well fine we'll do 11 we don't care and i don't for guys like elon musk and jeff bezos they could go as high as they want to if they if it's their like lifelong dream to own a team like that i don't know that it is but if they're interested in it then that's what it would be and that's how high the number could go as high as they wanted to last time the yankees went up for sale was 1973. All right, George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees in 1973. It was a bigger investment group, but he was the principal investor. Yeah. And of course, the Steinbrenner family still the principal owner of the New York Yankees. How much money did the Steinbrenners pay for the Yankees in 1973? I have, I'm going to say I just told you they're valued at 7 billion dollars. <laughs> I'm going to say 150 million. 10 million dollars. <laughs> Ten million dollars in nineteen seventy three. They are currently valued at seven billion dollars. Greatest investment of all time. I don't know. Man. Has it's to be one good. of them. It's pretty good. Has to be up there. By the way, I don't know if people know this, but are you aware that the OSU band room, the marching band that we watch, you know, every Saturday in, in the fall? Yeah. Their band room is called the. I think it's the Gloria Steinbrenner Ohio State Band Room. I didn't know that. The Steinbrenners have a connection to Ohio State, and they have actually paid to make that a nice thing. Right. So, If I did know if that, I'd forgotten it. If you're walking around the stadium sometime, you see that, yeah, they have a connection to Ohio State, and that's I, I never knew that until marrying a member of the band, and now I do. Bone of education. Let's do it. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here, I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants, because it's time for Bone of Education. All right, today we're going to learn about a history of bread. I one love of, bread. One of the most important food staples in human existence. I know a lot of people say that they love bread. But I, know. I, I really, you are a fan of bread. I really love bread. Well, the earliest bread was previously believed to have been made in or around 8,000 BC, somewhere in the Middle East. More specifically, probably Egypt. Obviously, we're talking about unleavened bread here uh, yes, because there's yes. no yeast there. Yes, the kern was the first known grinding tool for you know wheat to turn it into flour. Now, of course, that has led to the popular social app Grinder. A totally different no. It's not. Absolutely. Uh, 
Grain was crushed and the bakers Swipe produced. Swipe right for breadsticks. Yeah. The <laughs> grain was crushed and the bakers produced what we now commonly recognize in its closest form. They say it's more like what tortillas are. That's what they say probably ancient people were eating when they first made what we're calling bread here. But there's been a more recent discovery that leads us to believe bread is much older than previously thought. Charred crumbs of a flatbread made by Natufian hunter-gatherers mm. from wild wheat, wild barley, and plant roots has now cropped up. They believe that they started making bread as early as 14,600 B.C. So, of course, that would be over 16,000 years ago. Uh, this has been found at the archaeological site of Shubaikwa 1 in the Black Desert in Jordan. All right. Still in the Middle East. Now, the Natufian people, these settlements were found in the Middle East, and they date back ten to 15,000 years ago or even further. Some of the first settlements that we found that feature a people who were not completely nomadic. Prior to this, all the any evidence we have of humans was they roamed around, didn't leave much from an archaeological standpoint. It seems as if they were a, a moving around people because you were hunting and gathering. You were finding food where you found it. Once it was gone, you moved on. Well, the Natufian people seem to have found enough to cause them to at least have temporary settlements and or possibly semi-permanent settlements. They did not do any agriculture, though. So that's something that's usually been tied to what we thought about bread, was that people grew crops to make things like bread. And that's what led to towns and cities eventually springing up all around the world. The Natufians did not appear to do that, but they had enough to start making bread. They baked what would have looked like a flatbread, and they say tasted a bit like today's multi-grain varieties. Uh, our ancestors may have used the bread as a wrap for roasted meat because in the same oven, they also found some remnants of goat meat and other gazelle meat that they found, and they said, well, this likely was them cooking not only the world's first bread, but making the world's first sandwich-like thing. And if you think about it, if you've ever cooked meat, right, what happens right after you cook it? It's piping hot. It's delicious when it's piping hot. Don't grab it with your hands, though. They didn't have forks. They needed something to grab it with. So if you get a piece of bread, it's kind of like an oven mitt. That's you wrap right. it around, and then you can eat your oven mitt. So eat that your was oven mitt. <laughs> they say that this changes the timeline on the earliest bread that we thought humans had made by more than 5,000 years. Scientists uncovered two buildings in this settlement, each containing a large circular stone fireplace within each within which they found charred breadcrumbs. Uh, the Stone Age bread makers took flour from wild wheat and barley, mixed it with pulverized roots of plants, added water, and baked it. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a fairly interesting thing that we didn't previously know about. Leavened bread also appeared in prehistoric times, earlier than we previously thought. The earliest way of leavening was done by a piece of dough from the previous day that worked as a form of starter, like you see still with like sourdoughs. Gauls and Iberians used the foam skimmed from their beers as a starter. Nice. People that didn't drink beer but had wine used a paste composed of grape must or wheat bran steeped in wine. Freestanding ovens could be preheated with a door for access. That first appeared in ancient Greece. And here's another little quirk of bread I didn't know about. They had a thing called bread stamps back in the day. They found this in a first century colony that was vaporized more or less by, uh, by Mount Vesuvius, Pompeii. They found a preserved bread loaf that had a stamp in it with Roman writing. And what they say was a thing back in the day was bread fraud. 
bakeries sometimes would get bread from the Roman government or uh, flour to make bread from the Roman government. But they would sometimes switch out some of the flour from the bread they were supposed to make and put sawdust or other filler materials in. So if someone ate the bread and was like, this is awful. Who made this bread? Well, they were required by law to put a stamp on each loaf they made. So when they baked it, you could see clearly where it came from. And if you got a bad loaf, you could go back to the baker. You could complain to the government and they would go after the bakers. And they did things to these people, physically punished them, sometimes ran them out of town. If you got caught doing it three times or more, you were forbidden from making bread ever again. Bread fraud was a thing that people had to deal with in ancient cultures. So now you know. Bread, a big deal. I like it. I love bread. Uh, I could give up meat in a second. Bread, I could not give up. In a second. If my choice was give up bread or give up meat, sorry, meat. Wow. Bye-bye. Interesting. I love bread. You know, a lot of you, uh, Kevin Burkhardt's probably listening right now. <laughs> I'm sure. And I can't have bread. I'm gluten intolerant. And maybe you are. Very few people are actually gluten intolerant. I'm not saying there are not people who don't feel good after they well, eat bread. right. Sure. Usually, though, it's not because of the flour or gluten. It's because you have a problem with commercial yeast. Oh. That's usually why you don't feel good. That's interesting. Anywho, I love Common Man here for bread. Historic bread? What if it, would sure. you eat, would you eat a slice of that Pompeii bread if well, I brought it to you? First of all, there's no bread left. Bone it's preserved. <laughs> no, it's a little. Hey, it's a little overdone. You know, like a crusty bread. That's but crusty. I, I would actually love to to research some ancient recipes and try my hand at some. They believe it or not, I, I can show you where they are. They have them, so you can go. It was probably try tough to find the flour blend that they used. Probably have to mill it yourself. Well, and they were crushing up roots. Yeah. And making a paste out of it and putting that in. So it's tough, but yeah, it is something you can find. All right. Hey, what's next? I don't know. Something. We'll find out. I have some uh, some statements from former Buckeye quarterback Quinn Ewers. Now that he's at Texas, would uh-huh. you like that? Yes, indeed. And more bread talk. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of East Broad Street west of Taylor Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns. You'll also find some slow traffic on Route 315 northbound between Olentangy River Road and Henderson Road, about a 15-minute backup over there. Traffic Report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside, or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Quinn Ewers, former Buckeye quarterback, and his magnificent mullet. Mm-hmm. He is downplaying for the Texas Longhorns. They're in the middle of spring balls, so he is talking to the media. 
He said, I grew up always watching the Longhorns play. Wanted to be in that burnt orange. And you know, there was a little obstacle in between. Oh. But I ended yeah. up here, and I'm very thankful for all the opportunities God has given me. And I'm just excited to be back in the home state. At the end of the day, I just wanted to be closer to my family and friends and stuff like that. Stuff like that. Sure. Well, look, man. I don't... In this world of college athletics... I don't fault people for entering the portal, realizing a situation is not for them. This was clearly a case of, when he says stuff like that, this was clearly a case of, I always wanted to be here, but I couldn't make money being here, so I had to go someplace else, make some money, and now I'm back. Well, I I will say this to be fair to him. I know a lot of people were mad when this happened, but and a lot of people call him a flake or say, how, how did you you know turn like this and how dare I'm not, you I'm not saying any of that no no i'm saying I, I know there are some buckeye fans who feel that way but the reality is his situation he has been told football is the number one thing right go where it's best to play football ohio state is probably the best place to play football for him i would say just i know i'm biased i would say it's better than texas as far as playing the football but along that pathway like you know, so many college athletes now are faced with this this idea. The money comes into play too, and there's lots of money to be made here. He made lots of money by coming here, right? He yes. got name, image, and likeness deals. But after the money starts to hit the bank account, and when you realize I reclassified to chase the money, and I got the money, and now I'm at the place to play football. But there's a guy ahead of me for the year I'm like, he had to know unless he was completely deluded and nobody around him was telling him anything truthful, which I can't believe he had to know he wasn't going to play last year. I don't know if he knew that. Well, I don't know there how were you some people in the Buckeye media that didn't know that. Well, I don't know how anyone could be that deluded. To I think, know that, but we read the stories, though. Well, we I, read the stories from people who should know better when he had like four weeks to, to get in there and practice, saying like, oh, we're going to see some playing time from him. And every single time Ryan Day opened up his mouth, he'd say, nope, not close, not close. But the same people would be asking, when well, are we going to see Quinn Ewers? When is Quinn Ewers going to play? I don't blame an Ohio State reporter who's in the press conference saying, hey, just FYI, I get this message like a million times a day. Can you just put this on the record, please? Can I ask you this question? Is he playing? Is he anywhere close? And then Ryan Day says, no, that should be... One time makes sense. Asking it every week was, yes, kind of ridiculous. But all I'm getting to is maybe the reality set in for him that I made this money. I reclassified. I missed my senior year, which is kind of a big thing, I would think. Maybe not for him, but for most people it is. And then he came here, realized he's still two years away minimum from getting a chance to start. And then that's it. And you either sit for two years and then your third year where you get to go that's got to be the year you've got to earn the starting job. You've got to go and do that. And probably he got a little homesick, realized maybe he missed out on some things by skipping his senior year of high school and said, well, if I'm going to, I've already made money. I can make money any of these places and I could probably play sooner at Texas. Well, too. he's competing now. Of he's competing he now for the starting job with, I think it's Hudson card is who his competition is, but he is in the running to be the starting quarterback this year. Right, and there's he would not have been in the running to start this year. No. not I mean, not after no. what C.J. Stroud did last year. There's no chance. So, And not because he's bad. He could be better than C.J. Stroud for all we know. He may end up being that, but they were not going to give him a serious look yet because of C.J. Stroud 
already establishing he's the guy. So going back to your point, though, where he says he must have known when he got here that he wasn't going to play last year. Maybe he did. But I just I opened the show today saying that I'm a 42 year old man that didn't realize that I shouldn't have nine pieces of pizza (laughs) after I already ate lunch. Right. He's a 17 year old guy. He's probably got guys surrounding him. Grown ass men surrounding him saying, yeah, man, I know they got the CJ Stroud guy, but they've never seen anything like you. Yeah, you, you're you, right. you can go up you're there right. and you, you show up the first day. They'll look right at your arm and say, you're the starting quarterback. I'm not saying that is what happened, but I can see how that would get in somebody's brain where it's like, I can make, wait a minute, I can make money now and I can go up there and show them my magical mullet and be the starting quarterback right away. Well, why would I hang around here? I'll yeah. go up there. Then he got up here, realized it wasn't going to be that easy and went back to Texas. And to be fair, I mean, I, I buy a lottery ticket every so often when the numbers get ridiculously high, even though I know the odds, right? I mean, all of us do things where in the moment we're like, well, you know, I'll, I'll make I know, a choice. You actually go out and spend money before you have it, though. I do. You're like, hey, man, I'm going to buy this Ferrari. I'm going to win the lottery. Yeah. I call up the Ferrari dealer every time. They're like, not again. Did you win? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, I got a feeling. No, but your, your point is well taken. Maybe it was a combination of all those things. And he thought, I could outside chance win this starting job in 2021, but for sure, 2022, they're going to see me in practice all year and be like, damn, why didn't we start this kid? Right. And 2022, I'm going to have a real shot at it. And maybe he got on campus and after six or seven weeks was like, no, this is a, they're pretty solid on who's starting and who's not. And I don't think I'm going to get a chance next year or I, I don't think there's a way for me to jump a guy who's having the season CJ Stroud. I don't know. But clearly he saw something that said, yeah, I I don't have much of a chance to play next year. Let me go somewhere where I could. And of course, Texas is a natural choice. He was committed there to start. He's from the area and wanted to play there as a kid and as a bunch of, you know, family and friends, as he said, I'm not doubting that. I'm also not doubting he can make a lot of money NIL, but he doesn't need to. He knows he's going to make money in his career. Uh, he said, I feel like I kind of committed more emotionally, but at the end of the day, I ended up where I think I should be, and that's all there is to it. It's all in the past. I try not to focus on all that. I just try, try to keep tunnel vision and focus on what's ahead. He was asked about C.J. Stroud. He said, C.J. is a great player, a great human being. We have a good relationship. I'm, su- I'm super pumped for what he has in store for the rest of his career and stuff like that. He says he learned a lot from Ohio State and Ryan Day. So, all right. Good for him. Yeah, I'd, hopefully I'd, he finds success down there. I don't doubt most of that's genuine. I'm saying you you can call that being a flake or how did you not know? It's like I, if people were throwing millions of dollars at you at 17, 18 years old, what decisions would we have all made? I, I'm not trying to say everything someone does as a college freshman is excusable. I am saying getting somewhere and realizing now nah, re- this is not what I thought it was. I'm not I'm not liking this. That happens. That would happen to a lot of people at 17, 18 years old. It's okay. Nick Saban is airing his grievances. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on I-70 downtown split westbound between the 71 east split and the 71 315 west split. You'll find some more backups on I-70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and 270. About a 25-minute delay over there. Please use caution in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you buy a home with Rocket Mortgage, you'll have a team of experts to help you every step of the way. Forget unwanted surprises and unanswered questions. That's not how they work. You'll feel informed and confident at every turn. When you're ready to buy or refinance, Rocket can. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. 
Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Uh-huh. Would you rather is coming up at five thirty four. Send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone nine seven one. How is your uh, pizza baby doing? Not good. <laughs> you missed it earlier. Common man showed up today to work already having eaten lunch. They a healthy size lunch, healthy too. size, not just spicy, like a little side salad. Spicy food lunch, healthy lunch, big big portion of lunch, and then there were ten pizzas dropped off to the station. And about three actual physical employees in the building. I single-handedly ate an entire pizza. (laughs) Yeah, the number keeps growing. You initially said nine pieces, and it kind of... It's nine pieces, but that's almost an entire pizza. Yeah, that's true. You're right. The way they were all cut. Right, these were square cut, but they weren't small squares. They were were big. Big size squares. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're talking like two or three to a plate. That's how big these squares were. Two. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were pretty massive. So you ate quite a bit of pizza. Now you've got. Now a I'm little, ready to puke and die and vomit. Your, your stomach is full. You give are birth. You are full preggers right there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Nick Saban. He is the greatest of all time. He is also a whiny piece of crap, and that's what he's doing here. Yeah. Um, he was asked about it, by the Associated Press in a recent interview about the current state of college football. He said, "I don't think what we're doing right now is a sustainable model." talking about the money that is flowing into college football. He said, quote, the concept of name, image, and likeness was for players to be able to use their name, image, and likeness to create opportunities for themselves. That's what it was. So last year as our team, on our team, our guys probably made as much or more than anybody in the country. But that creates a situation where you can basically buy players. You can do it in recruiting. I mean, if that's what we want college football to be, I don't know. You can also get players to get in the transfer portal to see if they can get more someplace else that they can get at your place. Uh, that then says that he went on to Saban went on to say it has completely changed recruiting. All right. I must have missed because he's talking about how his guys made more money than anybody in the country. That's debatable. Who the hell knows? I know Ohio State comes out with their press release saying our student athletes are number one in NIL. There's no real way to measure this, but we had haves and have nots before. Did we not? Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick Saban all of a sudden didn't go from, oh, I had the 50th best recruiting class, but now that we have all this NIL, now I'm number one because it's pretty much free agency and guys see the opportunity here to make money. No, it was like that before where Nick Saban got the best guys. Breaking news, Nick Saban gets the best guys now. Ohio State gets the best guys now. There was always crap going on, but now it's actually on the table. Well, this is, I think, getting to the heart of what Saban's talking about. Um He said, we now have an NFL model with no contracts, but everybody has free agency. He's not the only one saying things like this. Lane Kiffin has made this comparison, too. He said, it's fine for players to get money. I'm all for that. I'm not against that. But there also has to be some responsibility on both ends, which you could call a contract, so that you have an opportunity to develop people in a way that's going to help them be successful. Let's let's be very clear about what Nick Saban is saying. And I know he's talking about this because he signs a contract, right? He... He gets his tens of millions of dollars every year, 
And Alabama, if he decides to leave, there's a reason for him not to, right? There's a buyout. There's all these different terms that would keep him in the position for a long time in exchange for all that money. What I think Nick Saban fails to understand, and or at least is purposely being ignorant about, is that the NFL, yeah, they have contracts there too. But for how many years have we seen it where the guarantees for a lot of NFL players that are not quarterbacks or stud defensive ends, that those contracts are laughably short on the commitment side of things, right? You can go out and get that big paycheck, but if the team halfway through the season is like, eh, we don't like you, then you're gone. And some of that money is yours, some of it's not, but that is the thing in college football that has been the case for years. Coaches could say, I don't like this guy, I don't want to play him, right? Well, now they know if I say, I don't like this guy, I don't want to play him, that guy could leave. And they're not prepared for, well, wait, I want to have depth. I want to have all these guys on the roster. How does that work? If he can go somewhere else, we'll call him and say, hey, you can start here and we'll pay you all this money from name, image, and likeness. Saban doesn't know how to handle that because he's used to having a bunch of four stars sitting on the bench, hungry and waiting for their chance. And now those guys are saying, no, it's cool. I'll go play somewhere else and get money and start. And as he pointed out, or you pointed out, He's not the only one who feels this way. We've heard Dabo Swinney bitch and moan about this. Ryan Day has has had something to say about this. And that's why I always say it's not the coaches have a problem with NIL. They have a problem with the portal. That's their biggest problem. Well, right. Is the, is the freedom that these guys have. But I love how all of a sudden they're in favor of consistency. They're in favor of conformity. When for years you've had college football coaches making millions of dollars. Yes. But you've got one college football coach that has a buyout of $30 million. Where you go to Scott Frost, he's making millions of dollars too. He's got a buyout of $500,000. Right. They're not concerned about that inequality. That's just part of the game. Yeah, he could leave at any time. They could fire him at any time. There's there's equal parts to that. Yes, all coaches have different salaries. They all have different contract structures. But for some reason, we want all the players to have the same salary and the same contract structure. Yeah. It, it, I, I think there's a part of this, too. When the benefits coming to the players are in the form of things coaches can control, then that is viewed as something that these control freak coaches love. That's the key word is control. You're right. Because if, if let's say, my recruitment relies on, well, where is the nicest place for me to play? And I show up on Alabama's campus, and they've got the best football facilities. They've got this ridiculous training room and locker room and you know, floating tanks that you can sit in and they got underwater treadmills. They got waterfalls just for effect. They got neon lights and everything you can imagine from Nike all up on the walls. That's something Nick Saban can control. He can get his university to spend that money. He can get Nike to spend that money. He can get all these people to spend this money, but he gets to decide how it's spent, what it does and all that. And by the way, Jackson state can't do that. Right, Jackson D, Prime Coach Prime can't do that because Jackson State's just not going to have that budget. But Jackson State can go to national partners and say, if "We get this five star kid. Will you kick in a million dollars to sponsor him?" Oh, you will because you like Deion Sanders. Cool, and they can get recruits away from Alabama. How else are you going to do that? There's no way that those smaller schools would have any chance to steal a recruit from Nick Saban than if there is money involved. And I think that's ultimately what these guys fear is there will be more parity. It's going to be the Wild West, and it certainly is right now. But there's also, we've never seen the amount of five stars go and spread out across the country as opposed to being concentrated with seven or eight schools. And I'm not saying it's good for college football. I don't know that it is. 
It's probably not. But the NCAA and these coaches have no one to blame but themselves. They could have been at the forefront of changing this game. Instead, it all hit the fan, and now there pretty much are no rules. If five years ago, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Dabo Swinney, and a bunch of their powerful coaching friends all got together and said, we want to change the system, and here's how we're going to change it. People would have listened, and it probably would have gotten done. But instead, all these coaches stayed fragmented. They did their own thing, and then it hit the fan, and they wonder how it got this way. Yeah, You had the power to change it. You passed. The coaches passed because they were getting their millions and they were winning games. And the NCAA passed because those checks kept getting bigger. And now they're in a spot where they don't know how to respond, and it's their fault. Of course it is. And I'll, I'll, I'll add to all of this that the amount of money coming into college football and, and the, the things we are seeing from you know where this money comes from, it's not coming from drug dealers, right? It's not coming from parts of society where you would say, oh no, what happens if the kids, the youths are influenced, right? Like, yes, I know there are some you know companies that maybe are not going to be there in five years. Does that matter to a guy who gets 200 grand? Cashes the checks, puts it in his bank account, goes on to the NFL, and never has to talk to that company again. Stop pretending if you're Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney or some of these guys are like, hey man, I'm just worried about these players. I'm not going to do that because I don't believe you. I don't. I know you're not. You might have some concerns about the general well-being of students and all that. You do, after all, work with college players as opposed to professional athletes. But let's get out of here with this idea that it's bad for the players to just get money and then get more money, and then have the freedom to go somewhere else and get more money, it's bad for the coaches. That's who it's bad for. Some players will not reach their full potential by going to another school instead of Alabama or Ohio State or Tennessee or whatever big school you think they should go to. But don't pretend like them getting a check is in and of itself just pure evil. It's not. Ryan Day tells us what to expect for Saturday's spring game. A little bit of a different format this year. We'll give you the details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow from Route 315 in this area. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as things get cleaned up. You'll also find slow traffic on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and Tebow. Would you rather... At 534, send in your Would You Rather tweet. Saturday is the spring game, kiddos. Tonight, though, is the spring game preview show. It is live. It is 6 o'clock. It is Paul Keels and Jim Lachey and big-time special guests that I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh. But they will be involved 
in the Ooh. spring game on Saturday. Ooh. In an official capacity. And of course, you can listen to the spring game right here on the fan. The game is at noon. Teddy, what time's our pregame coverage? Do you know? I believe it's 11 o'clock. Right. Ten, is it 10 o'clock? No, it's, no, it's not 10 o'clock. o'clock. It's 10, 10 o'clock. 10 I'm o'clock. sorry. Yeah. And then 11.45, we have the network join with uh, Paul and Jim. Thank you. All right. Very nice. But tonight, OSU Spring Game Show live, 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. Ryan Day told us what to expect from the spring game. They're not going to do Scarlet versus Gray. They're going to do offense versus defense. He says, we'll probably start off a little bit of a thud and then quickly go into tackling. Mm-hmm. What what does a thud mean? I don't know what that means. Thud means sort of like just like run into each other. Oh, okay. You know, like a bump in the night. Like, I, I, mean, I know. Like what a, a, I know. You know what you're really you're thud means getting swole and getting in a guy's face. But not, and, but not Oklahoma drill because you're not allowed to do that anymore. So it's not it's not that type of thud. No, just a so lesser thud. After they get going in the game a little bit and they find their sea legs, then they'll start tackling. I see. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's saying like you can bump the guy. Yeah, you, bu- oh, you bump a guy. I thought see. a thud was like a drill or something. I no, was missing. No. Okay, I got you. So, but they're going to play a game. Now that doesn't mean that they're not just going to change the rules in the middle of the game, like you said. It's like, hey, do that third down and five again. Yeah, I want to see that, it again. They do that stuff all the time, and and I don't blame. By the way, it's not the way growing up the spring game was when I remember watching it. Doesn't matter. But that's I, okay. I don't have a problem with. Look, maximize the time you have. This is a practice day for them. Okay, this is the final day they can practice together for a while. The number one objective for Ryan Day should be to get his football team better, not to make a spectacle for the fans. If it happens to be that, yeah. right, and you see some exciting moments and fans have a good time, beautiful. You're out there, hopefully it's a nice day, you're in the stadium, but the objective for Ryan Day and this coaching staff is to get his team better. Yeah, I don't blame him at all for making the spring game whatever does the thing he needs it to do to evaluate this team. Because like you said, there's a limited amount of time you get to do that every year. So by all means, even if it is, at the end of the day, what are we all going down there? If you're going to go down and watch a spring game, what are you looking for? You are looking, number one, to enjoy a day out at Ohio State. Yeah, I'm, I'm number one, I want to experience the atmosphere. Right. That's what I want to see. Right. So that's always fun. Then you get to see the team on the field, which is something you're not going to get to see again for another, what, five months? Mm-hmm. So enjoy just seeing the players wearing helmets and pads and things like that. And then, yeah, if you get to see some actual competitive football scrimmaging at the at the actual line of scrimmage, you see a couple downs where it looks like real football, great. If not, that's okay, too. Dave Stewart, one of my favorite pitchers of all time. He was a beast for the A's. He was a beast for the Blue Jays in the postseason. He was terrific in the postseason. He is pissed off at his former team, the Oakland A's. By the way, Dave Stewart does television for the A's, too. Does studio work. Back in 2019, the A's said, Hey, congratulations, Dave Stewart. We're going to retire your number 34. And we have planned the ceremony for 2020. Well, the... 2020 got kind of 2020 got weird and it was a 60 game season. So the ceremony was postponed indefinitely. However, 2021 came. They played a full year and they didn't retire Dave Stewart's jersey. It's now 2022 and some fans are looking at the promo schedule saying, hey, when's Dave Stewart jersey retirement day? And it's not on there. So a fan asked Dave Stewart on Twitter, what the hell's going on with that? Here was Dave Stewart's response. I have no idea what the A's are doing. 
at this point, they can just retire the number with no celebration as far as I'm concerned. Come to the park, and it'll be on display with the other retired numbers. If you find out something before I do, please let me know. Emoji confused face. You know what? I feel bad for him, honestly, because, I, you know, you only get so many things like that in your life where a a team says, we're going to honor you or or a a group that you've worked for for many years says, we're going to honor you in some way. And they tell you it'll be on this date. And then that date doesn't happen because of the pandemic. There's been lots of moments like that have been ruined from high school graduations to weddings to all the way up. So I, I understand the frustration there. And I understand why the A's would say, let's not do it in 2020 because that's bad. Maybe 2021 too. I don't know in the area there where they restrictive on who could come in. No, they had people at the game. I know, but I don't know if they had full capacity, well, no masks. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe they said, let's wait till we get all that. By now, I would think you're at a point where it makes sense to make this happen. Could it be they just forgot? Yeah. I mean that they We always they, look for some grand conspiracy theory. We never look at the obvious, which is people are stupid and just forget things. Be be aware. I mean, they had I'm sure the A's at some point in their front office this offseason had a meeting that said, "What are we putting on the calendar?" They put a bunch of ideas on a board. They crossed some of them off. They said, "We have to do these. We'd like to do these, but we don't know if we could fit it in." There's just a chance in that meeting they didn't put it on the board. Nobody raised their hand and said, hey, remember when we said three years ago yeah. we were going to retire, retire Dave Stewart's number? Did we do that? They did just, we wind up doing it? I'm, And then maybe someone else was like, I'm pretty sure we retired. I think we did that. And everybody's like, yeah, I yeah think you're we right. did it. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. Yeah, Good yeah. job, everybody. All right. <laughs> Good job, Team A's. Let's go. Good stuff. And they just forgot. Yeah. Uh. If we've missed anything, if you missed anything, we've we missed, missed plenty. Yeah, we <laughs> if always you missed, missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. It is causing some backups in that area. Traffic is slow from Route 315. Plan about a five-minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. You'll also find delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. So if the customers stay legal on the road for less, play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. No, I have not pooped yet. Yes, I still have to. Um, I mean, we started the show off with this, so people know. This was a building thing before the show. Oh, we yeah. started the show in full panic mode. It's just getting worse. That that brick is curing inside mm. of me. Well, I've called it your pizza, baby, because you, you ate a bunch of pizza today after already eating a real lunch. Mm-hmm. And and then and that then. has kind of wadded up inside of you. And it, at one point during the show, we could audibly hear your stomach gurgling on the microphone. You heard it. Your gut was doing something weird. Still is. I'm sure. 
We were talking about Dave Stewart in the last segment and how Dave Stewart thought he was going to have his number retired by the A's because they told him. And that hasn't happened three years later. Let me tell you a little story about how I once upon a time was a big loser, even bigger than I am now. When I was a teenager, I had a wall of autographed 8x10s in my bedroom. Okay. Well, Rando people. Is that is that weird? I, I, mean, I, I, I would tend I to found a book. Cool when I was a when I was a kid. Yeah, I when I was a kid, cool. it was cool. Now I look at it and well, I'm about to tell you the collection of people oh, that I okay, had on there. All right, but I saw a book of like celebrity addresses, sure. right? And it was all, hey, if you send a self-addressed stamped envelope to these celebrities requesting an eight by ten, these are the people that I'm, that'll send them to you. And they had some were home addresses, oh, some were PO boxes, and so I would go and highlight people that I liked or just knew of. And I would send him stuff. Dave Stewart was one of the signed 8x10s oh, nice. I had on my wall. I had a Pudge Rodriguez on Very my wall nice. as well. Look at you. I had a Raphael Palmero pre, pre-roidy. Pre-disgraced well, Raphael well, Palmero. I mean, he was roidy, but he just wasn't well, caught right, at this right. point. Yeah. He was on there. And then I had like David Letterman was really? on my wall. You had a Letterman autograph. Conan O'Brien was on my wall. That's cool. Yeah, but then I also just had other randos like Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's. Again, I have ceased to see where this went to uncool because I would think having a Dave Thomas autograph picture on your wall That's is That's fine, cool. but I'm just saying the rare occurrences where I did invite a girl up to my bedroom, <laughs> that was not something that got him hot. The autograph Dave Thomas Well, picture. in fairness, I'm picturing like 8 to 10-year-old you. I'm no, not picturing like 16, 17. No, I'm not picturing yes, that. You're right. Okay. Loser. Anyway, okay. well, I, I remember the them. letter. I, was, I remember yeah. I wrote Dave Thomas a letter because you just can't say, hey, Dillhole, send me an 8 by 10. I would hope not. You've got to put something nice on a, on a piece of paper. And so I wrote Dave Thomas a letter. And at the time, the spicy chicken sandwich was limited time only. Mm. It would go away. It would come back. And I love the spicy chicken sandwich. And I would say to Dave, I said, said to Dave Thomas, I love the spicy chicken. Would you please make it a permanent feature? And what did he say back? He wrote me a very nice letter. And he said, I love the spicy chicken too. We're working on that. Oh. And then enclosed a, a coupon for me for a free spicy chicken sandwich that he signed. Wow. Along with an eight by 10. Do you of, have, of do him. you have any of this? I threw now. all of it away. It's all gone. Why? Okay. Because I just, you know, when I'm done with something, I know I'm done you're with it. done with it. But and now I regret throwing all this stuff away. That's one that would have been cool to keep. I had a Billy Joel eight by ten. Yeah, Billy. There. Look, you know my my non fandom of Billy Joel. Did you get rid of that? Yeah, it's gone. Why? You love Billy Joel. Actually, I think what happened with some of these is that when I moved out, my mom just said, "Well, thank God he's gone. He's oh. never coming back," and threw all this crap away. Okay. Like most moms That's, do. Well, you should tell my parents. They kept all your stuff. If I said Mine to my mom, wait for me to get out of the I house. said to my mom today, "Mom, in third grade, I think we made a leaf book where we smushed leaves oh, from the I fall." Have it for you. She would have the third grade bin. She could pull out from mm-hmm. all their storage and then open it up, go through all my old weird textbooks. They're all very inaccurate, and then she would find every craft that I did in third grade. Every I don't know. See, my mother in law does wore the an same thing. For a long time in third grade, she would probably have saved it in there. And she's got all of this cataloged. My mother in law kept all of Kristen's stuff, her sister's stuff. It's all there. My mother, and I'm, I'm making it sound like my mother's not 
a loving, caring no, person. No, I know that. She is, but she, I guess I, I get it from you her. You must have gotten it from that. Where right. she just did not have attachment to stuff. Like, it was, hey, mommy, here's my handprints. I made it for you. I'm five. Look. She's like, ah, that's very nice. And she'd keep it for like two days and then throw it in the trash. Right. There's, we deal with that now with our kids where it's the volume of things that are produced at the school, especially at the like pre-K to third oh, or fourth it's every grade. day. You can't keep all that crap. Right. So you have to figure out, well, what is the thing that I want to keep? What's the thing we're going to look back on years from now and go, isn't it great that we kept that? And if you can't decide, you become a pack rat. And then that becomes hoarding. And then that becomes TV show time. Mm-hmm. And you got rats and fecal material and all kinds of taking it to an extreme well you know what i'm saying oh if i keep drawing i'm gonna have a mummified cat well you gotta be you gotta draw the line somewhere that's all i'm saying gotta draw the line that's right trying to think who else i had on the wall i had uh i had uh screech powers from saved by the bell (laughs) well that turned out well i had uh dustin diamond right (laughs) did you have it as screech or as dustin diamond he signed it as Dustin Diamond. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know I if mean, he it was signed... a photograph from that era. No, but I'm remember Timmy Hall has a story of meeting Jaleel White, yes, who played Urkel. Steve Urkel. But he actually met him at a basketball game as Steve Urkel. He was right, in character, right. so I didn't know if they sent you that in character or not. I didn't know how that worked. What else did I have? Did I have a? I had a Scottie Pippen basketball, which I threw out. Signed? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I threw that out. Why? I know why. I know why. I know why. I'm just... Did you do this? Have you done this? Do you sit down every so often and go, I had a Scottie Pippen basketball and I just chucked it? Yeah. I mean, I told you I had that Ric Flair rope. Like yes, a genuine... I, well, I, Rick, not a knockoff. I'm, I'm saying this was a Ric Flair robe that I sold. I didn't throw it away, but I wish I didn't sell it. Yeah, right. I'm saying the Scottie Pippen basketball, did you write for that or is this something you bought later no, on? No, it was... Uh, my dad won it at some work auction. Oh, man. you know they all the employees yes, right, got to sure. throw their name in a hat, and he was picked, and he won it, gave it to me. That's that is cool. It's too bad you don't have it. I know. I will tell you though, you're not that weird for having pictures of like famous people on your wall, because I was well, maybe you are, but yes, I am for a 17 year old who doesn't own a dry cleaners. Okay, yes, that's weird. I will tell you though that you have something in common with someone else. Who was a high achiever, maybe slightly higher achiever than you, the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've, oh, in maybe. His, and no, in his biography, I, was I had him. This. You had him. I had Schwarzenegger. You had an autograph from him. Yes, but I don't think it was genuine. It may not have been. It may have been auto because sometimes, right? Sometimes what happens is they have auto pen or a secretary signs the autograph for him, and it would say that in the book. Oh yeah, like it would say, "Hey, sometimes, this, but it's not real. Sometimes they're not real. Sometimes they are." But it's right. almost impossible to tell. Yeah. Well, that was one. I was reading about him as a child, and he wow. used to, in Austria, he found that he could get these photos of like famous people that he wanted to emulate or people that he looked up to. And some of them, when he found out about like weightlifting and bodybuilding, they were bodybuilders. And he joked about how it was legitimately tough when he would bring women over in his like teenage years. And they would say, why do you have all these half-naked men on your wall? And he's like, because I'm going to build my body like them. And they were like, okay, well, anyway, let's do it. And then they just proceeded to do it. But he said that he had like a whole bunch of guys that he looked up to and people that he thought were great on his wall that he kept track of. And that's how he motivated himself. Most of the time, I don't know if it's the same now. I don't know if you write to Adele if she's going to sign something and send it to you. I don't know. But most of the time, all you needed to do was write to these people. 
and they would respond to you. Maybe not with a heartfelt letter, right? but with their autograph. Remember that Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal? Yeah, Which isn't really thought yes. of as like, you know, a master of cinema. But I always enjoyed that movie, and it made me cry at the end. And the whole reason why Tom Hanks stays in this terminal, yeah. we find out, is because he has a like a suitcase full of autographs from jazz musicians his father Mm. sent away for all these autographs and there was one more that he needed to get and his father had just died and he made a promise that he would go to america and find the jazz musician that he needed to get yeah okay and but i'm just saying if that were me i would have thrown all that out (laughs) i would have There would have been no movie. It wouldn't have happened. (laughs) I threw out all these autographs. Sorry, dead dad. I had I did do that once of writing to a celebrity as a kid. Who'd you write? I got an autograph. I wrote to I I found a similar thing that said you can write to certain people, and the thing I saw for some reason said if you write to their foundation and like send maybe five dollars or something and say hi, I want to make a donation. I'd also like an autograph. Sometimes that's a way to get an autograph back. So I I think Gary Carter had a foundation of some kind, and I wrote to that. I think I included a dollar or five dollars, but I said I'd like an autograph. And Gary Carter played for my Mets. I was a big fan of his growing up as a kid. I became a catcher when I was in Little League. Go figure, a little hefty. But he wrote back, and I got a little note. It looked like from a secretary, but the the there was a, I don't know, four by six picture of him with an autograph on it. The problem was the four by six did not fit into the regular letter-sized envelope in which they sent this. Oh, they folded it? Whoever mailed it folded it right down the middle. And so when I got it, it was, you know, it's a glossy photo. It's folded in half. And so when I opened it up, it just split in two. Oh, it's ruined. So I had to tape it and I I I had it. Anyway. Now, the modern equivalent, we didn't have back in the day... Blue check mark verified Instagrams or Twitter. You wanted to get in touch with these people. You had to send them a letter. Yeah. Now I guess the modern equivalent is you reply to Jennifer Anson's Instagram post and maybe she comments back. Well, we if she sees you know it. what? Now that I'm thinking about it, my wife had a moment like that with professional wrestler Sasha Banks. <laughs> she did because my my oldest was into Sasha Banks when she was like six or seven around that age. All right, and we threw. I'm a, into Sasha Banks now, by the way. Okay, she is that's great. Fetching, she is. But we threw a party where she was like she got to wear the glasses like Sasha Banks. We had a birthday cake made that was done in the Sasha Banks kind of, it looked like, had the sunglasses on it that she used to wear. And then we had like wrestling themed stuff. She was very into this at the time. So my wife took a picture of that and then tweeted it at her from her very private Twitter account. She DM'd my wife and said, tell her I said thanks, that's great. And I hope she does big things or something like that. And so, good for her. So that was, that's the equivalent you're right now is you get a DM from a celebrity and you're not even sure if it's them or their PR person. You got to be careful how young the kid is, though, because you want the kid to appreciate all of this. Well, yeah, we showed it to, again, a seven-year-old. Right, she like, probably, oh, yeah, okay, great. How would you even know what that means? No, right. she doesn't know. Like, when my when my nephews were younger, they had never been to a Blue Jacket game. Yeah. So I set up some tickets, and, you know, I, I, I called up the Jackets, and I said, hey, you know, I don't ask for favors. I don't like that, but it's their first game. Could you give them a nice experience right? when they're there? Sure. I wasn't going with them. They were going with their dad, and so I wanted it to be a nice experience. And they said they would take care of it, but I didn't know what that meant. Right. 
And so the day comes and goes, and they go to the game. The next day I call and say, how was the game? They said, oh, it was good. Yeah, we watched the game, and we met a couple people. And I said, what do you mean you met a couple people? Oh, we'll send you the photos. And so then I got the photos. They're at ice level, and Cam Atkinson is there smiling, taking pictures. Wow. They're, in the, they're in the tunnel. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You met a couple people. <laughs> you got to meet the team. Right. You got to see more you than met, a couple people. I mean, people. anybody who was anybody on the team was there taking pictures with wow. them. Wow. That's cool. But they didn't appreciate it because they were too young. They didn't understand it. They just said, oh, yeah, hockey guy came over and smiled at us. Yeah, right. It's it, there, I don't know what age that is. Everybody's probably different, but there's an age where one. you lose your mind over that. What are you yelling at me, Ted? I know I'm Ted's, supposed to do Ted's it. Ted's mad because we didn't do the thing. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855 Misters. Ted, we're having a genuine conversation over here. All right? Yeah, we're talking about writing famous people for autographs they may or may not have signed. That we then throw out once we get old enough to have sex with go ladies. Ahead, go ahead, rain on our parade. I just knew we had to play the rundown open. Common and Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855 Misters. And we also have to get the traffic. Oh, jeez. Oh, so oh. Leanne is yelling at you. Yeah, that's what that's it is. That's what this is about. That's She's what it is. yelling at you. Yep, that's right. All right. We'll do something else. I don't know what it is. Oh, OBJ got a botched surgery. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. One of us has to be professional. Watch out for a crash partially blocking the left lane of the ramp to eastbound 670 from Route 315 southbound. Plan on some heavy backups in this area. Traffic is stop and go and still continues to build. About a 10-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessett are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can stop distracted driving. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. T-Bone's going to tell you about water. I got to tell you about one of my most prized possessions, Mike, and that is my water bottle. When I leave home without my water bottle, I get really bummed out. And the reason is because when I do bring my water bottle from home, that means I've got Connecticut water in it. That means I've got great tasting water in it. And it's water that I know has got all the funk out of it. I like the taste of the Connecticut water. I have enjoyed having the K5 drinking water station in our house. And I love it so much, I actually carry a water bottle now. And I drink a lot of water because I like the water in our house. No more bottled water. No more dealing with all the you know smudges and weird white film you get on your dishes. Even after you've done the dishes, you mm. run the dishwasher mm. and you still get that funk on your dishes. Get rid of it with Connecticut. ConnecticutColumbus.com. They can find out what's wrong with your water and then fix it. ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water. Baseball. Reds in L.A. for the Dodgers tonight. That is late, 10 o'clock. Guardians open up aggressive field against the Giants tomorrow. It almost sounded like you said aggressive field, not progressive field. Progressive field. They've also changed the name of the team from Guardians 
and also now aggressive, aggressive field. field That'd be a good play. name for a field, though, wouldn't it be? It would be aggressive field. Yeah, my I, guys, you could do a lot worse. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. apparently had bad surgery when he was with the Browns. This is according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. Is that right? Uh, yes. 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 Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Of course he was. Uh, and he said, more on Odell Beckham's first ACL surgery in 2020. The procedure, which was performed by a non-team affiliated doc, led to a rehab that took longer than expected while Beckham was training in Arizona. Some wondered if he wasn't just working hard enough or wasn't working hard enough. Turns out, just not a great surgery. So, he's not saying that it was an issue with the Browns. Right. Because this was not a Browns-affiliated doctor. But the surgery itself was not great, and maybe that was a big reason why Odell Beckham Jr. was not great. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea that OBJ just didn't want to play for the Browns that that narrative, I think, started off because a lot of people were shocked when he went there, right? A lot of people said, "Wow, that is I don't I don't think that's going to work out well." This guy was playing in New York City; he was in the bright lights. Now he's going to the backwater of Cleveland. Who wants to play in Cleveland? But I I always thought the other way, maybe optimistically as a Browns fan, that that might be the best thing when you've got the media on you 24-7. And yeah, the media's on you in Cleveland too. We know this. Baker has talked quite a bit about that. But it's just not the same as when you're in a city, specifically like New York, where there are 17 major newspapers, it feels like, and 23 news stations that are always in your face. I thought maybe going to Cleveland would allow him to just find himself and have a chance to compete. I thought the guy played through a lot of injuries. I thought he, yes, sometimes he was not as effective as as any of us wanted him to be, but that was in part because he was fighting through things to stay on the field. If it comes, if it is true here that he had a surgery that didn't go well, and that's part of what it is, I don't know if this is narrative trying to spin things now. Yeah, to, who knows? I, I don't know why this is getting out there right now, but if that's really true and he had a botched surgery that didn't allow him to be as effective, it would make a lot of sense to me. Again, I was thinking about this this morning. I'm not conspiracy theory guy, but I do agree that sometimes information is leaked to get a narrative out there because it's setting up something else. Perhaps this was leaked to excuse away why he was bad with the Browns because Odell Beckham Jr. is fixing to sign with the Browns again. Oh, interesting. That's that's what I took from this, where it's, hey, just, I wasn't bad, I was just hurt, but now I'm not hurt anymore, and I'm coming back to your team. Oh, and by the way, that other piece of crap, who's technically still on your roster but won't be throwing me the football, he's not going to be a problem either. So he's gone, my knee's healthy, get your popcorn ready. Well, I, I wonder, that could be, but let's just play that out for a second. Who does he need to convince that he's that he's not as bad as advertised, Right. Does he need to convince Browns fans of that? Not really. They're not the ones signing the paycheck. He'd have to convince the people signing him to say, yeah, I know I was here and I know you guys thought I was bad. I mean, they'll know if this is true or not, right? Wouldn't they, like, wouldn't they be able to determine, yeah, we knew his knee wasn't up to what we thought it needed to be. We knew he had these issues and, and that's why we thought he was bad and Ultimately, then the relationship got soured. We were trying well, to save Baker right. and so trying to help him. So we maybe, got rid of this guy. Maybe it's not him leaking this information, his people. Maybe it's the Browns leaking this information. Very well could be. To right. let their fans know, like, hey, just wait. when this comes down that we've signed him again, 
This is why he was bad. Oh, yeah, that's what the his Browns... knee hurt. That's what the Haslam's are concerned with. What their fans think of what they do. Yeah, fair enough. They've never been concerned with that at any moment of their life. That's why they do what they do all the time. Evander Kane doesn't have many friends. I had forgotten he was still playing in the league. He's playing in Edmonton. But he had a little dust-up on Tuesday night with Minnesota's Ryan Hartman. Where Ryan Hartman gave him the finger. Mm-hmm. All right? And because he gave him the finger and it was visible... I like how we can have guys just punching each other in the face and checking guys' faces into the glass without any repercussions. But giving somebody the finger, that gets a $4,250 fine for Ryan Hartman. There was a, I'm guessing that's partially because TV cameras can pick that up and they have rules about that yeah, on TV. that's fine. Anyway, so sometimes what happens when, when your guy gets fined some money, the fans will take up a collection to pay his fine. Yeah. All right, so fans okay. fans will donate some money right. so he doesn't have to pay the four thousand and change. One of the people who donated money to uh to Ryan Hartman was Evander Kane's ex wife. <laughs> well, she has made quite a few allegations out there about him, and if those are true, I mean not not great. Very bad. Anna Kane is her name. She donated two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. She has put a lot of things out there that say, "Yeah, look, I'm, he's a piece of crap." If I those not, are true, I'm I don't not blame saying her for- everything that she says is accurate. She has claimed that he's a drug addict, that he has abused her, that he has bet on games, that he has gambling issues. I think the gambling issues has been that's been substantiated because he owes thousands of dollars to casinos. Well, I don't have they substantiated that he. He was in debt to casinos. Did they substantiate he was gambling on games? No, because if, if they did, he wouldn't right. be playing. That'd but be I'm just saying, thing. he clearly has a gambling yes. issue. Yes. That I think, and it's not just thousands of dollars. It's hundreds of thousands lost, of dollars. Yeah, because didn't... I mean, he's he doesn't have a lot of money, right? Wasn't that the story, too, that he... Had, yes, he's bankrupt. Right. So but he's still playing in the league, so... He's getting money. <laughs> you can get but it But I don't know if playing. it was a situation like Jack Johnson when he was playing in the league. Ugh. For a while, at least, yeah. his checks were going to, to cover his debts. Yeah, the difference was he didn't ring up his debts. His parents did. Correct. That Talk about one of the worst situations that I've ever done. In all of our years of doing sports radio and all the stories we've talked about, I mean, there's been worse from the standpoint of you know, criminal cases and things like that. Yeah. But just think about all the stories we talk about with parents. They grind it out. They take their kids to all these practices and all these different tournaments. and They make their kids' dreams come true by finding a way to get them in a spot where they can succeed and they go and make it to the NHL. And then you find out his parents said, cool, let's take all your money and ruin your life. Allegedly, according to everything and that lie, was put out for there. years and lied to you for years about it. And then you wake up one day and find out you have no money. They took it all and they're arguing with you and they don't want to talk to you anymore. Would you rather is up next. Common man and T-bone on the fan fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center. Good evening. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow from Route 315 in this area. Wrecker now on scene trying to get things cleaned up. You'll also find a crash partially blocking the left lane of the ramp to eastbound 670 from Route 315 southbound. Please be very careful in this area. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dime Market. Make it a real delicious Easter when you fill your basket at Fresh Dime Market. Shop Hatfield's boneless pre-sliced pit ham just $1.99 a pound and save on fresh seasonal sides and florals. Hop on over to your neighborhood Fresh Dime. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Hello. Hello. Uh, the best Would You Rather gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. Pecan Pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Matt says, my guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Would you rather hear every song you hear? Would you rather every song you hear is a remake sang by Bjork? Okay. Or every time you close your eyes, you see naked Willem Dafoe and his shockingly large package. <laughs> um, I think I'd get used to the big PP after a while, I so I just I, take that I one. I think I would, too. And you'd probably have to, I don't know. Closing your eyes, though, that's what see. That's what you see every night when you go to bed. That's fine. All right. Zach says, my guy. Twitters and twatters. Would you rather go on a three-day camping trip with Herbie, Shefty, and Florio with no cell service and you have to talk to them? Or take your chances with swimming in the deep ocean with the 91% of undiscovered sea life? How long of a swim, I guess, is my question. It doesn't matter. I, the other one could be or take a bullet to the head, and I would take that. I would. Di- I would die. Before what? I went on a three-day camping trip with those three, I would die. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you would. You wouldn't want to go in the ocean. No, I'm saying okay. I hope a shark eats me in the ocean. Because <laughs> I could never go on a camping trip with those three. I wouldn't want to go on a camping trip with those three. But do you know how that would go for me? You know exactly how that would go for me. I would get my phone back after the three-day trip, and you would be like, "How'd it go?" And I would say, "Well, you know what? I still don't like them, but..." They've got some qualities. Stop, not I hate so you. Bad. And, then you, and you're right. I hate you, you would be right I to hate, hate your me. Face. After three days, I would try to find some common ground and you figure out. You would find it. I know, but I would try. Dickie the Punchline Donkey says, my guys. Yeah, they, they definitely are monitoring his load. Would you rather have to talk to a different guest on the air five days a week and have a legitimate good interview where you have to try or have a rotation of a third man on the show consisting of Herbie, Florio, and Schefter. Man, people know us well, man. But at no point can you ever yell at them. Um, then I do the interview I do the, with the random I do the person. Five, five guests a, yeah, I would do five a, guests a week. Guess. Yeah, that's fine. Man, people know us. Well, and they're, and they're right, by the way. We would not enjoy that. Uh, AJ asks, would you rather have to hear Paul Feinbaum's, Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom. Every time you choose something. <laughs> okay. Or hear Jeff Booth saying, the fan! Every time your left foot touches oh the ground. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm trying to eat less anyway. I know. So it probably helped I'll me do lose the weight. I do the fine bomb thing, I guess. Uh, Mark says, my guys. Could use a little love right now. Mm-hmm. There they are working those balls. Would you rather have no teeth and can't get dentures to easily eat bread or steak? Or have no legs and have to be pushed in a wheelchair by Rimmer and he decides where you go every day. Mmm. Mmm. So. I guess I'd, I'd read. I can't I, listen, not eat. If the idea was, I mean, like, it's the fact that Rimmer has to push you around. 
and then you're going to be, oh, this guy over here, I remember meeting him. Let's talk to him. And We're you're going like, to Bobby Orr's house again. Right. You're like, I'm just trying. I Rims, no, I don't want to go talk to the 90th person you've met today. Uh, Colton Two Names hmm. says, my tulip waters. Oh, my! Would you rather sell caramelized onion candles on QVC with Florio? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or travel around the tri-state area with Baker, booing employees at random establishments of Kirk Herbstreet's choosing. Oh, God. And Herbie would, <laughs> Herbie would be telling him how much he loves them would, as he introduces I Baker to boo them. I would love to sell caramelized onion candles. The only hiccup there is that I have to do it with Florio. But what I would do is because you know, they, they, uh, they light these candles on, right. the, on the set. I would throw the hot wax in his face. <laughs> It doesn't say I can't do that. That does not say. I would go sell candles on QVC. I don't want to hang out with Herbie. No. Cake Man and Bungle Boy mm. says, my guys. Bah! Bah! Would you rather OSU beat Michigan every year in football or have your team win the Ohio Cup but, every well, year? Neither of our Teddy, teams. Neither of our teams. The you can, o- you can answer that one. That's very tough because the Ohio Cup is a very big, uh, you huge know, huge honor, honor to win. But yeah. um, I guess I'm going to go with the the Buckeyes beating Michigan. I guess that's close, though, right? I mean, yeah, that's it a, is it's two big yeah. rivalries we're it talking is. about. Yeah, uh, Quentin says, "My guys, Chubby time." Would you rather have a grilled onion scented candle or a salsa verde Doritos scented candle? Grilled onions. Well, I think that these... Because you could go make grilled onions if you really wanted to. I like, could. if you smell... No, I'm saying if you smelled it and were like, oh, man, I really crave grilled onions, you could go make some. You can't make Salsa Verde Doritos just appear. If you smelled that, got tempted, and were like, I want to eat those. Yeah, fair enough. Can't go get them. Uh, by the way, I told you that I went and got some well, Salsa Verde Doritos. Some, right. I found six bags. Three are already gone. Good for you. Yeah. No, good not man. good for me. Good man. Frankie says, my guys. Well, I don't like Facebook. Would you rather have Joe Buck following you around doing play-by-play of your everyday life or have Peyton Manning following you around singing the nationwide jingle to things you do in everyday life? Mm. I'd like to hear Joe Buck's play-by-play of my life and his take on it. I think he'd actually be pretty sarcastic, too. I'll tell you what, the play-by-play he's going to give of me taking a huge crap later, (laughs) everybody should want to hear that. Yep, that's right. Uh, what else is next? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Zacky B says, Zacky B. my guys. Exactly. Mm. Would you rather the horseshoe have artificial turf, but Gene is somehow able to winterize it for home playoff games? Or would you rather the horseshoe have grass, but Gene doesn't winterize it, and it's Hoosier Dome oh, time? Oh, that's a good that's one. That's a great question. Because... Oh, that's a great one because we really want the home playoff games. We oh. want the winter classic here. But are you guaranteeing me a home playoff game or just well, the possibility no. of a home playoff game? Because well, that's the difference. I mean, are we guaranteeing it from what standpoint? Ohio State? Because yeah. Ohio State will well, no Ohio State winning a playoff like no. winning and being a. Are you guaranteeing me that I'm going to get an Ohio State playoff game at the shoe? Well, eventually, you know you will. No, you don't know you will because you could be a team that gets a bye or you could be a team that has to go on the road. Yeah, that's uh, If you can guarantee me that we're going to have a game here. How about a guarantee of a Jackets game, too, that will be there because you winterized it. Right. Oh, but I have to have the artificial turf. Yeah. Well, then you know what? I will bite the bullet and I will keep the artificial turf. I mean, we already have it. So really, all we're saying yeah, is just keep the artificial turf. We're doing we're doing very minimal things to change our already situation. That's yeah, I'd go with that. Good one, Zach. Uh, Abigail 
says my case. <laughs> he says, sorry about last week's. I modified it. All right. Did you? He says, would you rather do the double dude poop luge once in your office and everybody knows? Do people know what that is? I forgot what it is. You'll have to explain it to I me. I think it's where you sit, both of you, on the pot and oh, yes, one of you right. goes. So one, one of you... <laughs> <laughs> you got to go on the other go. guy's lap. You're sitting well, on the yeah, other guy's on lap. His lap. It's going where it's supposed to, but someone's right behind you, right in front of you. I don't know which way it works. Whatever. However, you sit on the toilet. Just, yeah. All right. She said once. You have to do it one time. Once. And everyone knows. I don't care if everyone knows. That yeah, doesn't that doesn't matter. That's, that's not really the issue. Or your drive through fast food order be ice cold but cooked for the rest of your life. I will oh. do one time double dude oh. poop luge. And you know what I do it with? Who? You can't pick somebody girthy because then you're going to have no, a problem. No, I know. I understand. I pick Ted. Sorry, Ted. I do double dude poop luge with Ted. You probably do the designated poop luge guy for a lot of people here because you're very thin. That's true. And this, by the way, this one that I'm cooking up for later, it's going to take <laughs> minimum 60 minutes. Minimum. <laughs> I'm going to sit on top of you for 60 oh, if minutes. I, if I have to do the, the, the luge... I'm going to, I, no offense to the person who has to do it, I am going to eat the, like, worst foods possible to get it over with quickly. I you got to be all... on the bottom, though. You can't, you can't be top. Well, you got to be on the toilet. No, I, no, I don't think you're sitting on the person's lap. I, I think, think you you're are. sitting front to back. I don't. No, I think you're on the person's lap. Oh, well, yeah, then obviously someone, you have to be on the, yes, of course. Well, you I'm can't assuming, be on somebody. No, I wouldn't do that. I want to be disgusting. <laughs> How dare you? This was a tasteful. No, yeah, this right. was a very tasteful tweet until you mucked it up. All right, I'm sorry, Abigail, for his I'm heinous sorry. behavior. She brought up double dude poop luge, <laughs> and somehow I'm the disgusting one. That's right. Yeah, I pick a winner. Well, I'm. I look. Don't do that one. Why not? No, she modified it. Zachy had the better question. Zachy did have the much better question. I just admire her modifying. That's fine. All right, fine. Zachy wins. Zachy had a good question. He did have a good question. I just admire the effort to try to make it better. Zachy gets a 50 to, Turn this loud stuff down. What's going on over there? Zachy gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. The crowd did not like our choice. They wanted Abigail. That's why they wouldn't shut up. Studio, We're going to keep cheering Studio loudly. audience was really into this whole thing today. Double dude, poop loose on a one. Uh, uh, back uh, page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. All right, let's look at traffic. You'll find an accident has cleared from 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area. And a crash partially blocking the left lane of the ramp to eastbound 670 from Route 315 southbound. Traffic is still slow. Please be very careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The OSU Spring Game Show is coming up next. That's one hour, six to seven. That's live. Paul Keels, Jim Lachey. Then after that, seven o'clock tonight, it is a brand new Buckeye show with your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. Yeah, you'll have two shades of Buckeye talk tonight. We'll have the professional kind at six. And then, and then whatever you do yes. at seven. I mean, we are a college sports radio show, so it's... It's amateur now bleeding on professional now that we've got name, image, and likeness. I don't have any NIL deals right now, though, so I'm still an amateur. Well, you do commercials, don't you? Mm, we're working on that. Yeah, we're for hire. Yeah. Okay. We're getting we're getting back into the pool. Nice. Well, that's good to know. We need yeah. to get some Timmy Hall for something. Right, yeah. A little name, image, and likeness going on for you now. Right, yeah. That's I mean, we've had, we've had lots in the past, yeah, so we're... This is turning we into a pathetic conversation. <laughs> it's, it's like really, no one's yeah. currently paying me. But <laughs> right, right. I hope they do soon. I sure, hope they do. Let's talk double dude poop luge. <laughs> <laughs> Bring this back around. <laughs> Fix this conversation. Uh, uh, you yeah. got any gum? What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight at seven? Special time. We are going to hear a little bit from Ryan Day as he spoke earlier. I don't know if he's a surprise guest tonight. We will a little thing called "You'll See" in the hours between uh, six and seven. Tyvis is with me. I do want to get his thoughts on playing at the shoe. I don't know if you guys hit on this in the show that it's turning 100 this year. That just sort of pops up out of nowhere. 1922 to 2022. That building turns 100. You know what else turned 100 this year? Uh, some man. Somewhere. Yes, that's Betty right. White. 99, nope, right? Almost made it. 99. That loser. Yeah. This radio station. That's right. Yes, of turned course. Turned 100. How about yeah. that? The shoe and WBNS. That's right. Turned Same 100 year. years old. 19, Same year. Both 1922 for both these things. Man. That's pretty national cool. landmark and national radio. I thought you were talking about our basketball mark. hoop outside. That's a national landmark. That's I a great know. hoop, and, the, and the shoe hoop. is great too. But the national landmark is back there. Jeff Remmer turns one hundred and five <laughs> this year. Remmer was, remembers this date well. He was probably on WBNS the day that they flipped on the lights. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was a World War One veteran when that happened. <laughs> Just got back. That's right. <laughs> Just got back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, Buckeye Show, 7 o'clock tonight, special time right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, how about this story from Texas? A sad story that turned into a positive. Uh, A tornado struck the small town uh, in Texas of Salado, Texas. Oh, uh, so bad. It was an EF3 twister. Max rin- winds around 165 miles an hour as they move through the area. But a family cat got swept up in a matter of sex- seconds and sextons. Neely Califano heard there was a tornado nearby. She was looking outside, trying to find out what's going on. All of a sudden, cat got sucked out of the house. Oh, my god! Gone gosh. in the wind. And they thought, well, that's it. And, of course, there was damage to properties and all this other stuff. So couple days later, they're back in their house after, you know, all this damage is done. They're looking around, and they said, sure enough, the cat came back and found its way through. Somehow, the cat survived, found its way back to the house, and Everly Califano 
uh, was the one who opened the door. Seven-year-old kid in the family who opened the door, saw her cat, picked it up. The cat just melted into their arms. Mm. And so, yeah, there you go. Family cat made it back. and is, They land uh, on their feet, Bone. Doing well. Doing well, yes. Doing the cat. The t- doing <laughs> the, well. The cat's name is Dobby. So Dobby made it back. Dobby. Yes. From Harry Potter? Harry Potter? I believe Dobby. so. Yes, I believe so. Well, there What's you go. Dobby? Like a well, book elf or something? That's, something. How, that's what kids yeah. do. They name the cats after things they've watched on TV yeah, or books they write. That's, that's we, got, nice. we got into the cat game a year ago. Our cat just turned one. Oh, there you Tim go. Timmy named nice. his cat Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Barb the, Wire, actually. <laughs> the cat's name. <laughs> the media we you just mentioned that yesterday. That's exactly right. Love her to death, though. The cat game's awesome. We got a... Got a heart out? Or got what 40 we... seconds. Go ahead. Oh. Well, I told you 55-40. I couldn't remember if you said 55-40 or 55-10. Well, then uh, the show's you're wasting all yeah. this time. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, there's a hermit in New Hampshire who's trying to stay on some property he's lived on for 27 years. His name's David Lidstone. He's 82. They're saying they're going to kick him off. He says he knows his time's up, but he's lived there for 27 years. They, I just like the name they've given this man who is basically squatting on someone else's property, but no one's ever kicked him off. They call him... River Dave, so River, River Dave, Dave, the lovable squatter. The community has rallied around River Dave, so we'll see what happens with him. OSU spring game preview show is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some ramp restrictions to watch out for. A vehicle remains on the left side of the ramp to eastbound 670 from... 315 southbound. Please be careful as traffic continues to slow down in this area. We'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. About a five-minute backup over there. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dime Market. Make it a real delicious Easter when you fill your basket at Fresh Dime Market. Chop Hatfield's boneless pre-sliced pit ham, just $1.99 a pound, and save on fresh seasonal sides and florals. Hop on over to your neighborhood Fresh Dime and get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Let me tell you, Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. You done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But... We have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson 
I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 